Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and also the content creator of this here podcast, the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. And normally what I do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. So, today's poem is entitled, Today. Here we go. Did you ever... Okay, we're going to try again. (laughs) Did you even make it count this day? Any regrets, broken promises, holding grudges... On this day, did you let go of your past today? Have you forgiven anyone in this day? Did you even say your prayers today? Getting down on bended knees, counting all of your blessings, thanking God for his grace and mercy that he's shown you on today. Have you even thanked the Lord for this day? Aren't you grateful to be alive today? So I hope that you all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. Now, I know that it's been a hot minute since I have been on the podcast, and that has been for various reasons. However, I am with you on today, (laughs) and I hope that you all are doing extremely well on today. So for those of you who do not know, I began this podcast on January the 8th of 2021, and this was literally one day before my 27th birthday. Also... At the time, I was, it was a gift to me for my 48th birthday. So really it's 20, oh yeah, we're coming around to 2023. So yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I'm getting older. I'm knocking on 50's door, literally, okay? <laughs> so, uh, Lord say the same, I pray that he does. I'll make it to 49 years old and beyond. However, um, I am a two-time brain surgery survivor who currently is living with a tumor in my brain. To learn more about those details, though, you will need to roll back, rewind, and listen to some of my new episodes or some of the past episodes when I first began the podcast and some of my newer episodes. It's in between there somewhere. On this podcast, we are raw, which stands for real and wise. Now, here is my public service announcement, also known as a PSA. I am not a therapist. I am not a life coach. I am not a counselor of any sort. I am simply a young lady who has made plenty of mistakes throughout the course of my life. One of those mistakes was marrying the wrong guy for all the wrong reasons and living through 
a life of turmoil, heartache, pain, trauma, and the like. As I processed very many bad decisions. From the types of people I called friend to the types of folks I labeled as a mom who eventually let me down to the types of men I chose to date and have relations with as well as relationships with. The list goes on. However, the lessons that I learned throughout the process of this thing we call life thus far is the reason why I opted to do the Dear Future Hubby podcast. At the age of 48, I am currently dating, courting, call it what you want, (laughs) but nevertheless, um, I wanted to be able to talk about my journey, um, past, present, and hopefully one day I'll have a very bright future in remarrying my life partner, my purpose partner. Um, and so in remarrying, let me state that differently because some of y'all be like, oh, the same person. No, 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 no. <laughs> my desire is to one day remarry. And now that I've gained more wisdom and knowledge in terms of what it means to court, what it means to date, what it even means to be in alignment with your purpose partner, your life partner, and what it is that I, what my pet peeves are, what I like, what I don't like, all of those things. I'm literally going on this journey, learning about myself, rediscovering myself, rediscovering the true definition of true love. And that's a process. That is not an an overnight solution um, for most. It's a process that we go through, especially when you're relearning love. Um, And that's the journey that I'm on right now is relearning and debunking some of my belief systems when it comes to unconditional love, when it comes to loving another imperfect person. I am literally going through the process of debunking some of those belief systems that don't serve me in this season of my life and most likely will not serve me going forward. Um, Even in regards to friendships, I'm even learning how to redefine what my understanding of friendship is as opposed to what friendship truly is. So, I have been a victim of domestic violence in the past. I have, um, when I did get married, I ended up filing for divorce not long after. We were married for a little over seven years. No, it was six and a half years to be exact. So, um, yes, I am a divorcee. I am the mother also of six beautiful children. And I don't just say they're beautiful because they're mine. They just are beautiful human beings and one gorgeous grandson. So I am currently a single mother and I have a warning for you. These episodes are not pre-recorded. This being said, I show up as my authentic self on most now <laughs> play with y'all all about podcasts. Not most. I'm always authentic. So <laughs> that's something you'll learn about me too. I like to crack jokes. I like to have fun. I love to laugh. And I just love to spread the love as well as joy. And so, yes, you will be listening to my authentic self. 
as I record these episodes, but they're not pre-recorded, which means whatever you hear, honey, is what you get. (sighs) There's no telling what you may or may not hear on these episodes. And my journey, although quite entertaining at times, is one that I share with the world transparently. Why? Well, because I have no problem with sharing my business in hopes that by doing so, it could help someone else out and hopefully help them to avoid some of the same pitfalls that lie ahead in regards to friendships and relationships and all of that jazz. Um, I am not a saint. Let me just put that in the atmosphere, y'all. I am not a saint, okay? I am not a perfect human being, and I am not God. I share my experiences and my truth through my lenses of life, and I do not claim to have all of the answers, but I do have a little insight on how to handle some adversity. I am currently on this journey which includes rediscovering who I am before I got in my own way, rewriting my story. And I am not only rediscovering who I am, I'm also rediscovering who I am in God, who I am in my relationships, how I show up. And my hope is that in this lifetime, not only will I rediscover how to show up in my friendships and my relationships with my family and all of that. But I hope that I learn how to and rediscover how to show up in my relationship. And Lord say the same, I pray he does in my future marriage. My desire is to become the very best version of myself. And like fine wine, I hope and pray that I become much better with time. So you are welcome to come along with me on this journey as I go through the ebbs and flows of life in living color, waiting for my true husband to find me again, hopefully in this lifetime. In the meantime, I want to talk about a subject, compassion, but for the sake of time, I'm going to delve right in. Now, for those of you who do not know, when I use a word that may not be familiar to everyone, and because I do not want to take it for granted that everyone truly understands what certain words I use mean, I look them up and I read the definition. So let me define the word delve. According to the Oxford Languages Dictionary, delve means to dig or to search for something. A few synonyms are to rummage through, to dig through, to hunt through. So let's delve right into the meaning of the word compassion, shall we? But before we do that, my question to my future hubby is, are you a compassionate man? Compassion means to show kindness towards, to have a willingness to help others, thoughtful and decent, according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary. A few synonyms, which also means a few similar words, are benevolent, charitable, humane, merciful, sympathetic, warm, warm hearted, forbearing, pitying, sparing, tender, understanding, bleeding heart, (laughs) 
humanitarian, indulgent, kind, lenient, and kind-hearted. Now, the opposite of compassionate or compassion is to be heartless, inhumane, a person who does not care about you or your feelings. But that can be discussed on a different episode. The reason why I wanted to talk about compassion is because I have discovered that this is a quality that I desire in my purpose partner. And this, I have also discovered, is a non-negotiable quality. So, let me give you all another announcement. I have a tendency to cough, so you're going to hear that every once in a while. I apologize. So, here we go. (coughs) (coughs) Again, I apologize. I can always feel it when it's coming on. So, my non-negotiable quality, one of them, is compassion. That means that this particular quality is not open for debate. Excuse me. It is a must-have for me, especially concerning me. I need for my future hubby to have the capacity to be compassionate towards me and those things which concern me, including my children and my grandchild and or grandchildren. No exceptions to this requirement because as I ask of him, I too will do. There is a scripture that speaks to God being concerned about the things that concern us. This tells me that God is a compassionate God. And if we are made in his image, which I believe that we are, my desire is that my future hubby, my purpose partner, also be a compassionate man of God and that he be concerned about those things that concern me. No matter how big, no matter how small they are to me. Now, I am a lover of people. I serve people. I listen to people. I cater to people. But I'm starting to pull back the older that I get. I'm literally starting to create my boundaries. But sometimes I do wish that I wasn't as compassionate and caring as I am concerning people. Because what I've learned over time is that that is not always reciprocated. So it has to come from a genuine place. Knowing and understanding that reciprocation may not take place. So for those of you who are wanting to know what reciprocation means, I'll be more than happy to share that. So reciprocation by definition, it means a mutual exchange, a return in kind or of like value, an alternating motion. And that's according to the Merriam Dictionary. So Merriam, I'm sorry, Webster Dictionary. Or you can also find it on Merriam hashtag, no, Merriam hyphen Webster.com. You can do it that way too. But that's the definition of reciprocation. A mutual exchange, a return in kind, or of like value, an altering motion. So in terms of a synonym for reciprocation, let me just see if I can... 
get that quickly. I do apologize for the delay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, synonym, a few synonyms for the word reciprocation are balance, retribution, neutralization, an eye for an eye. No, that's counteraction. I'm sorry, y'all. It is, that was, <clears throat> excuse me, a different word. A few synonyms are barter, compensation, correspondence, repayment, interchange, counterblow, counterattack, or counteraction. Those are some synonyms. Um, tit for tat, I know we've heard that a lot. Trade, a tooth for a tooth, an eye for an eye. That's reciprocation. That could be good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. <clears throat> Excuse me. But nevertheless, that is what it means to reciprocate. Therefore, compassion bleeds through the very fiber of my being. And I need for my purpose partner to understand this about me. I pray that the same measure that I am asking of him will be bestowed upon me. And if you're wanting to know what bestow means, let me go ahead and share that as well while we're here. So bestow means, bestow definition by definition means an honor, right, or a gift, confer, or present. So a few synonyms are to donate, entrust, grant, lavish, accord, hand out. And so now that I understand, or now that we understand that this is not always, oh, I understand that this isn't always easy. It's not even an easy ask when it comes to, because everybody doesn't, everybody is not naturally compassionate. Um, but I most definitely do want this to be where I'm connected to a compassionate man of God. So what are a few ways that my future hubby can show compassion towards me? Let me count the ways. I'm going to name eight ways. There's many ways I'm sure that I'll come up with over the course of waiting. However, um, one, he can say encouraging words to me. Two, he can open up the door for me. Three, today makes day 35 that I have been on a meatless fast. So, in my going through this process and learning how to exercise and stay consistent and all that that entails, working on the healthiest version of myself, well, if he took the time out to find ways to keep me motivated that would be great. And that's even for future endeavors. There's a couple that I love to watch. Um, and they are the Ellis's. So if y'all have heard of um, the Ellis's, Deval Ellis and his wife. Hold on, because I got to look it up, y'all.
and his wife, Kadeen Ellis, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. And they have beautiful children as well together. Um, I love how they are toward each other. I love how he ministers love toward her. And I love how she ministers love toward him. Um, and what I also love is the fact that she encourages him to reach beyond the stars and he does the same for her. And while they're in that process of doing that and becoming the best version of each other, of themselves, um, for each other and then also for themselves, what I admire about that couple is how he celebrates her and how she celebrates him. And they're doing all of this while trying to pursue their careers as well as parent their children. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. Um, and so to, that's one of the reasons why I put that down there as far as one of the things that I would love to see in my purpose partner is because I desire and admire those qualities. And I hope that I'll have a cheerleader on my side because he'll have one on his. Also, you can find very or he can find various ways to practice acts of kindness towards me. And trust me when I say this will always be reciprocated on my end as well. He can hug me just because from time to time. And one thing that I've noticed, um, people tell me all the time that I give great hugs. But one thing that I notice is that hugs are like a rejuvenator. They rejuvenate you if you allow them to. Um, and it's it's like sometimes just helping you to feel better or to know that you're going to be okay, that reassurance can help you press forward, no matter how shaky things can be sometimes. And then he can purposely spend quality time with me to work on our bond as a couple. As well as whenever he sees that I'm stressing, let's say, over work maybe or over my children or over losing my weight and or those weight loss goals, or finding a creative way, him finding a creative way to help me reframe my situation so that I don't fall under a pity party or into a pity party, or if I do fall in one, to make sure that he can help me dig myself out, <laughs> or he could help me, you know, just get out of that funk, whatever that looks like. Um, even if it means adding a little humor, that will help me stay focused. And then last but not least, if I appear to be overwhelmed, for example, with house chores or with just the responsibilities and the cares of this world and meeting certain deadlines and anything of that nature, what I would love is for him to offer to do two or three of the things that I'm trying to hurry up and accomplish. Like if it's house chores, hey, I'll sweep the floor for you or not even say it, just do it. Take out the trash, you know, just little things like that. That would be awesome. And not expect anything in return. Because as I've studied a lot of these relationships, I hear so many people, and I've been guilty too. You do something special for someone, and then it's like you got your hand out. <laughs> waiting for like a thank you, waiting for some type of acknowledgement. But what if... That shifted and it's like, I'm just going to do this as an act of love. I'm not going to do this in expectation of you matching it. I just want to do it so that you know that you're loved. And if that became like a habit for me, hopefully that would rub off on him. So just something that I've thought about. Now, 
this may help some of you who don't believe in telling your spouses what you desire from them and how you desire to be loved by them. I believe communication is a really, really big deal. And I have spoken about that on a previous episode. It's, it's a really big deal for me. So in my honest opinion, I believe it is dangerous to make the assumption that just because you tell someone you love them and just because they tell you that they love you back, that they know everything about you that would make you happy. That to me is a dangerous place to be in. Communication and letting them know, even if the seasons have changed, I believe that that is very critical to maintaining a healthy, open dialogue in your relationship. Because truth of the matter is, just as seasons change, we do too. Now, please know that all that I ask of you, future hubby, I am willing to do too. Last but certainly not least, what I wanted to leave you all with on today was a thought challenge. Now, please don't think that this is something I'm going to do every single episode because it's not. (laughs) But I wanted to ask this question. And I really want you to take a moment if it's journaling, if it's thinking about it, if it's talking about it, if it's meditate on it ask yourself this question well I'm gonna ask you and then you just you know you rephrase it how you want but how do you think your life would be different if you showed yourself as well as your life partner compassion food for thought notice how I started with self because I strongly believe that before we can expect anything from someone else, including compassion, we must first show it to self, to our own selves. Now, this is going to conclude my episode on today. However, before I am completely finished with this episode, I would like to take a moment to read a letter to my future hubby, something I have tried to practice from time to time. So here we go. Dear future hubby, you crossed my mind on today, quite frequently in fact. What did I think about as I was thinking about you? Well, a few questions came up in my mind. However, those questions led me to this final question. Are you a compassionate man. I wonder, you see, throughout the span of my lifetime, I have ran across a lot of different men. Fact of the matter is, I never truly took time out to ask those men a lot of questions. Why? Well, a part of me truly believes that I was afraid that by asking them too many questions, I would run them off. Now, As I have gotten older, I realize how mastering the art of questioning allows me to gather information, and it is a part of vetting someone. Hmm. Had I understood this years ago, maybe I wouldn't have kissed so many frogs in hopes that one of them was my knight in shining armor. The shining armor of the Lord, that is. Nevertheless, 
I now understand the importance of not only asking questions, but listening to both the tone of the answer as well as the actual answer. That being said, my question to you remains, are you a compassionate man? Please be advised, prior to me writing this question for you to answer, I looked up the definition of the word compassion. And this is what the Oxford Languages Dictionary says the definition of compassion is. It means to feel or to show sympathy towards someone and concern for others. It literally means to suffer together. Do you feel motivated to relieve my suffering? Are you willing to suffer with me through the nuances of our relationship? For example, as a single mother, I face the burden of making sure I meet all of my children's needs in one way, form, or fashion on a daily basis, including but not limited to my grandson's needs. This means that I must have the capacity to withstand whatever challenges concerning my children and my grandchild may arise on a regular basis. As a single mother, there are times when I may need to take a break and just relax, reflect, and or reset. But I'm not always able to do this because my responsibilities as a single mother tend to take precedence over most things. Some may argue and say the responsibilities of a single mother takes precedence over everything. Nevertheless, do you believe that you can be compassionate in this area of my life? Or do you believe you cannot? This inquiring, inquiring mind truly would like to know. I love you. Love, Teresa. So this is going to conclude my episode on today. I do hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.